captain's log, star date 7403.6. pretending to do a captain's log? I saw that, but I don't believe it. A Vendorian doctor. A uh, shapeshifter? Ah, boo. Look, I can set you up with somebody great on the Cerritos. There's that Felosian and Tactical. She seems like a nice plant person. Intelligent plants? Orion's little game of neutrality and piracy is over. For your information, many Orions haven't been pirates for over five years! Time to take this puppy off its leash! Warp me! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the... I'm going to be you. Leave that in. Leave that in. <laughs> fine. You'll leave that in. All right. Fine. Fine. This is the Drawn to Treks podcast. Fine. We'll just start off like that. Whatever. This Treks, is the, plural? Drawn okay, to great. Treks. And the multiple. I mean, there is multiple animated Star Trek. So fine. There it True. is. How are you doing? This is me, Jesse. Uh, this is a podcast about animated Star Trek shows. I'm here as ever with my friend and wonderful human, Aaron Harvey. How you doing? Hello. I am doing great now that we are here together. Yes. And I got to flip the tables on you. Yes, yes, yes. That. Now I feel like, now I understand the pain. I'm like, God dang it. Yes. <laughs> well, today we are going to be talking about a uh, new episode of Star Trek Lower Decks, Season 2, Episode 8, I Excretus. But before we do that, I actually want to talk about my life for a little bit because we all know my life is really what you're here for. Just because <laughs> the only reason I actually want to bring it up is um, we were talking before we went on. I actually got to meet and interview David Gerald from um, yes. from Star Trek, the original series. He's the writer. <laughs> from where? From, yeah, he, just, he did a little episode called The Trouble with Tribbles sort of thing. Ah, okay. And then also uh, The Cloudminders. And then he did uh, an episode of uh, the animated series, which I'm blanking on. Two. Two. Oh, he did the Tribbles uh, episode yeah. of the animated series, right? And he, and he did Bem as well. Oh, okay. Yes, very easy. Which actually kind of talks to the episode this exactly. week because it has a Pandronian in Exactly. It. And we were also talking about before we went on, it's also interesting to talk about him in, in context of Lower Decks because he was also, he wrote the Tribbles episodes, which are also yes. comedically focused Star Trek episodes. Mm -hmm. um, so at, uh, but just to talk about him real quick, he was, um, he was definitely someone who likes to talk <laughs> yes, he does like he does like to talk. It was actually interesting. I I, I was uh, look I was moderating his panel as the the guest speaker at RustyCon here in Washington, mm -hmm. and I basically like sat down next to him and I said, "Hey, I have a few questions." He's like, oh, "Okay, ask your questions." I asked one question, and he started talking for the next twenty minutes, and I just didn't get to interject. And then I finally got to <laughs> ask another question, and then he went off for another twenty minutes. And then I got to ask a couple other questions. When he finally slowed down steam, I got to ask one or two more. <laughs> it was just like I guess I'm just like. <laughs> awkwardly sitting here on stage next to him like everyone else they're all here for him no one's here for me i'm just sort of like weirdly this person just sitting next to him <laughs> for 20 minutes but he was very kind like afterwards you said he was very he was very impressed with me and he was and he thought the questions were oh, good nice. and he was just very sweet so yeah, there's times that you're, if you're doing improv where somebody will like you realize that the scene is like okay our characters really should exit but there's no real yeah like, graceful way to do that so you just sort of slowly start drifting off <laughs> yeah. towards the side of like, the stage oh <laughs> so, yeah. i hear someone screaming for me bye that yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah it was just like i couldn't really that's what it can feel like on stage when you're like interviewing somebody you're just like um i'm the third wheel now like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was, just, it was it's very i mean he's like he has been going to conventions for decades now and he's like what 70 yes. 80 at this point uh, he's just gonna. He's just, he's at a point where I'm sure he's just like I'm just gonna talk about what I want to talk about, and I don't yeah. really care. Which is fair, you know what? I you know once I get there, I'll be like, you know what? Sure, I'm just gonna talk about. What That's I like the about. TNG people too. They just like, yeah, you want to know about this? Great, we're gonna talk about the barbecue that we had last week. Exactly, and, exactly. And what, what Brent did when he was there, and you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. I would loved everything I had to oh, say, yeah, but no, it was like it was just sort of like a, a stream of most conscience. of the stories that they would repeat are ones that you have already oh, heard yeah. or can find very easily somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, mostly what I wanted to talk about him to him about was uh being gay in in hollywood at that time yes um which i thought was uh something he's talked a little bit about but hasn't gotten a ton of context especially in the context of star trek uh other than like his blood and fire uh script which mm -hmm. got shut down by presumably rick Rubin, at least from from what what we can presume um, like, i mean it's yeah. something rick, I, I have zero doubt it was rick Berman, but i there's no actual hard confirmation of that but um and probably other high up 
you know, ranking yeah, yeah. suits, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it was just talking. He did talk about that, so it was all good. It was just, it was fascinating, but cool. he was great. And, yeah, so I just figured it was nice to just mention that. And it also just happens to be in good context of the episode that we're going to talk about. Yeah, uh, and really quickly about uh, BEM, the animated series episode, there is the Pandronians. There are these characters that can split into three different parts. They're called colony creatures. Mm -hmm. So why they're floating, we're not really sure, but you've got a floating head, a floating midsection, and then, like, little feet. I mean, why Uh, not? But there was a... Yeah. yeah. It was supposed to be a live-action episode for season three of TOS, and they had, like, the legs were called the walkers, and the hands were called the graspers, and, like, they just... They they labeled all the different pieces. I'm like, okay. Um, That's hilarious. And they had a specific way they were going to do it, and it it would not have obviously been as easy to do it as, as an animation, but they had a concept... But this is also when Fred Freiberger came mm-hmm. in to become the showrunner the for season, season three. three Star Trek original series showrunner. Yeah, and he did not like comedy at all. So there was also supposed to be another sequel or another uh, Tribbles episode, which is kind of what we got in. Yeah, that was the, basically the, the same pitch that was ended up using there. Yeah. Yeah. So he ended up using both. And Bem, this is a funny story for us uh, as far as like the book. Um, Bem was supposed to be in season one, and they realized, oh, we had two, one too many episodes, so we'll put that into season two because we didn't have any. It was already purchased, then we don't have to worry about it. But they didn't change the numbering system, so for six months we were looking for the secret unknown episode that was like it's clearly there's twenty, you know, there there's uh, sixteen episodes or whatever it is in the first season, and not fifteen. Uh, and we're looking and looking and we realized, oh wait, it's just. They didn't renumber everything. They just left that extra number and just didn't use it. That's hilarious. I'm like, okay, great, thanks. Uh- <laughs> well, the thing, the thing that that's a funny story. The other thing you mentioned is like Fred Freiberger uh, hating the uh, comedy in Star Trek, which is hilarious given given lower decks, and also the fact that like there were comedic episodes previously, like Troubles with Tribbles, which was a popular. Ep- I don't I mean, I don't know if it was popular. Or even while it was on the air, what but. is it? The um, a piece of the action? Yeah, or like they the Federation one thing that Star wants to cut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek always has had a a, a slice of comedy in everything mm-hmm. because if you have no humor whatsoever, it's it. I don't know. There's something less human. about I mean, that's it. that was like kind of the problem with uh, the motion picture, right? Like, there's no the, the yeah, like I like the I like little. the motion picture, but it is fairly sterile in in some of the interactions yeah. between Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Like, they're fairly perfunctory interactions, um, other yeah. than like the, the this simple this simple feeling or whatever, uh, which is very very emotional, but not in a funny way. Um, but uh, <laughs> there was the part that I know it was it wasn't like ha ha funny, but just uh, when Kirk is just like, "Damn it, we just sit down." <laughs> Don't tell you Spock, because Spock is just sort of pacing mm-hmm. and walking around, and so yeah, yeah, I know. But there's if they had let more of those sort of moments happen, it would have been interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I'm actually a big fan of the motion picture, but I do think the the yeah. big problem with it, other than the overlong like uh, sequences <laughs> of like ship porn. Um, staring at the sky Ooh. oh look at that's pretty but we're just looking at them looking at something that we don't see half yeah. the time it's just uh but other than that i think it was just uh the, yeah. the, the 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 humor and the the warmth of mm-hmm. star trek was a little bit lost in that film so yeah kind of reminds me of the sequel to tron mm. uh tron, I legacy. Like tron legacy it was beautiful and yeah but there there was some of that humor that was missing mm. from the first one there's a little bit of like a heart that wasn't quite yeah. there to be fair daft punk makes up for a lot of that but well yes that was <laughs> That was amazing. If that Daft Punk wasn't in it, then I don't know what it would mm-hmm. be. But I think it's one of the best 3D movies that oh, I've yeah. ever seen. Oh, yeah. Just because it doesn't feel like it's using it as a gimmick. It really feels like it's using the space. And the, and the person who directed it was also like he's a an architect. And so I think he's – if you look at it visually from an architectural standpoint, it's, that movie is yeah. amazing. Well, anyways, we've so. kind of gotten off track. Yes. But let's talk about yes. I Excretus. That's our brand. Exactly. I mean, hey, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's a, you're going off to strange new conversations, people. That's what you're here for. <laughs> um, but really, uh, let us talk yes. about uh, I Excretus. Uh, well, I'll toss it over to you just as we'll, we'll go into the storyline specifically. Or I guess it's just kind of one storyline with a bunch of little offshoot little things. But uh, yeah, I don't think this is one that we don't really need to bounce back and forth because it all is pretty chronological. And, and the, I mean, that's part of the, the idea of the show mm-hmm. is that the lower decks and the upper decks are sort of working together. Yeah, exactly. But I guess I'll just toss to you just to give quick overview thoughts. We'll, we'll talk more at the end about everything. But what do you think of the episode sure. so far uh, of it? I really liked it. I think it was it was just a lot of fun mm-hmm. on, on the surface level, even if you're not looking at sort of like a message underneath it. Getting to go between different scenarios uh, in kind of this rapid fire motion, which is great. It's almost like the Star Trek's greatest hits. Yeah. You know, 
And the fact that it makes sense that they're doing these missions that other ships would it's stuff that's been in a mission log and they're just using that as a training simulator and i think you've got the, the as we go through this i'll i'll have the boards oh yeah i'm so sure you're already with you with everything so those are fun um but yeah so no i i really like and i like the idea of like them getting a message out of it that they weren't even supposed to mm-hmm. that they was like oh of course this is about teamwork <laughs> yes and it's no it's about a crazy pandorian who just wants her pand- pandronian who just wants her job <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was absolutely wonderful i, I mean i'm in a complete yeah. agreement with you i what i love most about this is like you know i, I had a lot of criticisms in season one that, uh, that ultimately i felt were you know the criticism i think washes off a little bit but it is we do live in an era of franchise easter eggs all the dang time like every mm-hmm. single movie whether it's you know a marvel film star wars film star trek no one none of it's immune to it but it's just like here's a billion right. easter eggs which is fine like i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. it can can become a bit tiring and some people like it some people don't i'm sort of in the middle it's like right. sometimes i like it sometimes i don't um but this episode what i bring that up is in the fact that this episode made those easter eggs like actively part of the story in a really cool mm-hmm. way that were like it was kind of fun and clever and fresh and really and still got to have like extended what we're amounted to extended easter egg sequences but we're yes. still <laughs> a lot of fun and just good little sketches that did ultimately tell like a really good uh story i think in the end that that w- that was ultimately about teamwork it just took the long way around <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. yeah no it was great yeah um, so yeah, that's that, okay. yeah. I guess we'll just go. Uh, we'll dive into the episode proper. So sure. uh, the opening of the episode is is kind of what we had already <laughs> seen from the trailer, which is upsetting because it's a yeah. great opening sequence. But the the yeah. trailer first season two are, are already spoiled, at least for me. Um, but it's the yeah. bit where uh, the the lower decker gang are out on a sort of uh, satellite doing repairs or something like that. that. We have seen a couple times used as a real model in TNG. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're out there in space being like, Hey, we're all doing this together. It's great. Mariner's like, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's, it's awesome. And then, um, then apparently it doesn't matter what, lo- if you're upper deck or lower deck, we're all, on like, this we're all one crew. Exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, up on the bridge, uh, Captain Freeman gets a time distress call where they're getting it multiple <laughs> times. So they're definitely stuck yeah. in a time loop. That was very good. That was great. calling out to, um, um, uh, cause and effect, I guess I would probably yes. be the biggest reference. Um, though there's been a few time loops in Star Trek. Um, and so they, just warp away leaving the lower deckers on the satellite like uh yep they left us they left us (laughs) and then they beam them they a few hours later they beam them back and they're six hours later they they beam them back and they're uh almost dead and it's like are we smiling are we gonna be fine oh yeah tendy's like they're gonna come back and we're gonna laugh about this and then six hours later she's like laughing (laughs) as they're shaking and shivering yep i loved it it was it was hysterical but what I liked is when we came back from the opening credit sequence is mm-hmm. uh, unlike most cold opens on Lower Decks, I mean, not all of them, but most cold opens have been fairly de- separate, like have highlighted yeah. a theme of the episode, but have been separate in terms of like actual content. But we pick up kind of right where we left off with Mariner mm-hmm. rightfully pissed off that they got yeah. left behind, uh, which was nice to see some consequences and, and uh, like... Um, what was it that this is where Kevin Freeman says like, oh, we, we have a Pandronian or we have someone coming who's going to be um, sort of testing the crew. So I don't really have time for yeah. this, you know, and Marinus is like, and so Kevin Freeman walks away. He's like, what, what was it? It's like, it's like, tell her that there's a piece of shit. Like it cuts her off on the word shit, which is funny. The, the, it's the sh of the, the, the door, which is great. Yep. So it's like the, the word and the door were kind of like in, in simpatico. Like, yeah. 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 I forget the exact line, but she basically said, she basically yes. calls her mother a piece of shit. It cuts right off on the door, <laughs> which is great. Um, so that whole sequence—they well, they changed. They said that they didn't check or properly check out their magnet boots or something. Yeah. So I guess the computer told them that everybody was back. I don't or something. like. I, and that's the only thing I could think of. But I was like, that didn't really make a lot of sense. That's yeah, That's that's like. Oh. That is like this is not a lower decks problem, but this is this is a consistent Star Trek problem where it's like they clearly they've shown in like multiple episodes that the the ship can keep track of where people are at all mm-hmm. times, and like they never are like made aware. It's like oh wait, a computer, tell us where. Commander Riker is like Commander Riker is no longer right. on board the ship. It's like, well, why did no one 
Why did you fucking tell me? <laughs> well, it, the, that kind of thing where it's like, if there's no scheduled exit from the yeah. ship, and suddenly the ship doesn't sense your comm badge, there should be like a, even if it's not an alert, just like somewhere saying, hey, this person's gone. Yeah, like, and you might go like, okay, I know that. And then you just yeah. clear it. Like like on uh, TNG, like if it was someone like missing from the Enterprise, like Riker as the sort of XO, he should like get right. a little message saying, hey, this person's gone. And he could, so he can go and check the duty schedule. And if yeah. Riker goes missing, Picard should be <laughs> notified. Exactly. Like, I don't know why they just don't have that alert set up. Like, I was even, I was watching, don't ask me why I was watching this episode. It's terrible. But, like, Move Along Home from Deep Space Nine, where, like. It's not the worst Deep Space Nine. It's not, but it's pretty bad. But there's a whole bit where, like, <laughs> they just, like, the, the Starfleet security officer is sort of, like, co-running things with Odo at that point. He's just like, oh, right. I just, no one showed up on, uh, no one showed up on the, uh, for, for duty in the morning. And I just assumed they were all, like, knocked out from the party. And Oda just, like, immediately checks, like, uh, computer, tell us where, where the command crew is. Like, they are no longer on board yeah. the ship. And it's like, why would you why would you not check that immediately as the security officer? Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God, it's frustrating. Anywho, but, th- yeah. So we've gone <laughs> off on this enough. But it's a, it's definitely yeah. like, a, oh, my God. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so from there, we get uh, the crew going to the uh, basically the what am I blanking on the words the um, cargo bay the car- well the cargo bay to do the uh, to meet the drills that's the word I was looking for yes. drills with the Pandronian um, and there we get a little quick Pandronian explanation it was like oh did you know they could split their body into three different parts and one ends and says like I thought I was a triple threat it was a triple threat they- yeah and then you see Mariner Ugh. yeah and he was the guy who was uh, did like the the like that's Bingston Jr. yeah the one man show yeah. last season right mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which is great. And just, I love that recurring <laughs> gag. Um, so we go and meet and obviously the Pandronian loves to make some puns. Like it's time to get ahead. <laughs> yeah. We, and she talks just like the, like Bem did. It's like mm-hmm. with, this one is, so he talks like it's a third person sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like, this one used to be at the bottom, but now this one's at the top, you mm-hmm. know, and then she's like floating around again. Which, uh, you know, others, uh, I mean, would make her automatically endeared me to her. I should say the better, the more puns, the better though. That gets some further yeah. later on. Um, Shari Yen Yen. Yes. Uh, so we learn that she is going to have the crew go through drills uh, to test the crew uh, through little holodeck chamber programs. However, the big Holodons. twist of it is going to be that the lower deckers are going to be the uh, cast in the upper decker roles for the drills and vice versa. Um, yes. Which then everyone's just like, oh, yeah, I can handle it. And like Captain uh, Boimler's like, good day to you, Captain Freeman. And um, <laughs> it's like, good day to you, Captain Boimler. Yeah. It yeah. was absolutely like that sweet um, and 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 nice and and the Lord and I'm the chief engineer. Yes, yes. <laughs> Rutherford. Yep. And uh, the upper deckers are like, all right, we'll show them how easy it is to be lower deckers. Um, and yeah. uh, and I love that the guy who's in the middle, who never like, I'm assuming that he is, his job didn't change. And I was like, all right, moving along, lower deckers. Yep, yep, exactly. The referencing way back season one, uh, season one, episode one, episode one. the very first scene i believe or close to uh the first episode um so that's a nice little callback there and i I like that that's an easter egg to lower decks of itself which is kind of nice yes it's a nice reference yeah so it's it's nice that lower decks is is referencing in and of itself i like that sort of stuff so the crew gets ready to go into their little drill pods uh and we get a big like like list on the board of all the different uh possible scenarios which you have written yeah, and the idea is that everybody can can see the, what everybody else's score mm-hmm. is, just so it's sort of like it's transparency, um, which I feel like I would hate. That. <laughs> oh yeah, no, <laughs> like that'd I don't want awful. other people to know my score. That'd be awful. Uh, yeah, we have the Kobayashi Maru, uh, Time Trap, which is an episode of TAS, mm-hmm. Triple Troubles, no. <laughs> from Q to Q, which I want to know what that one is. Like I really yeah. want to know what that one is. <laughs> Borg Encounter, mm-hmm. Cause and Effect, which we had actually referenced mm-hmm. earlier, uh, Natural Selection. Evolution, uh, survival of the fittest, chain of command, hero worship, uh, carbon-based units. Speaking of motion, yep. And naked time. Naked time. And we also get Jennifer's last name. Oh, do we? I didn't catch that. Yes, it's it's Shran. S H apostrophe R E Y A. Oh, so not so, so like not related to Shran. Yeah, not like, related. Yeah, to Shran, but it's so like, like almost. Yeah, I just love though that it has kind of that flow to it jennifer sherry am yeah <laughs> i like it nice. oh that's yeah. good i didn't i didn't catch that easter egg that's little that's nice um 
All right, so the crew goes into the different pods, and uh, I guess we'll just sort of like jump around to all of them. We'll, we'll do um, okay. we'll do Mariner last, considering she's sort of the one that has the main the main thrust of the story. But uh, we get uh, Tendi's one, which is basically making fun of the Star Trek: The Next Generation episode <laughs> Ethics, where Worf uh, back in that episode, Worf got like a. Uh, crate dropped on him because Starfleet doesn't believe in bungee cords, apparently, <laughs> yes. and uh, has to and basically wants to be ritually ritually murdered. And it's a whole interesting episode about like ethics. I broke and... my back picking up a peanut. Yep, <laughs> yep. And so Tendi has to deal with something similar, but the Klingon <laughs> wants to die from being pick, like picking up a peanut. Uh, and Tendi is losing points because she's not willing to ritually sacrifice this guy. <laughs> well, at first she's she's like, okay, you know, oh, and he's like, you have to uh, uh, honor my my uh cultural ethics or whatever and she's like okay let's send you off to stovacore and she's got like the, the, just a, a, a hypo spray yeah and he's like no you have to use my knife that's what yep. she's like no and, yep. ew no i think is what she said my favorite bit is though when like they're they're like trying to kill him and the the medics come in it's like no we're, we're losing him we're losing him oh time of life five minutes like and he's like no that was just the middle of like give me 300 cc's of any kind of poison yep exactly <laughs> that was wonderful um I, yeah. and also i kind of like this as like a subtle commentary on like and, and all of these to a degree but this one is, this one most especially is like a subtle commentary on that sort of like star trekking trope that there is a right answer when it comes to ethics yeah. like sometimes like sometimes there are things where star trek every has every right to be like this is the right way and that's wrong like with data's rights and stuff in in a measure right. of a man and things like that but then there are some star trek episodes where it's like this is much more morally nuanced than right or wrong or and yeah, yeah and the show is very much being like no you have it needs to be this way because that's the star and when and yeah it just it and so i like so starfleet way equals the white uh protestant catholic view of, of how things exactly work. um so yeah so i thought i saw this as like a subtle not only just making fun of ethics but like that whole like the episode yeah. of ethics but just uh starfleet's handling of morally gray questions in general which i thought was kind of funny yeah. um yeah, it was good. then we also get rutherford who gets a nice little wrath of khan reference where he's uh he gets sent back to uh the the uh, constitution class ship in the tos movie era um is this the first time that we've seen the monster maroons animated i think so I don't think I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head, but that makes sense to me. I think so. Because I looked at him like I don't think we've seen that before. But yeah, it was really cool to see him sort of like all those, uh, you know, put into uh, animated form. Yeah, I, I will say I actually that is my of of all the engineering sets in all the galaxy, that is my fa- <laughs> that is my favorite engineering set in all of Star Trek. I love I, I also love those you like like the weird the like circle the design and and the glass mm-hmm. stuff that Spock dies in in, in Mathicon. Sorry, spoilers. Um, it all feels more like it feels. Um, what i'm looking for it feels like it's an actual thing yeah it feels like this it's not just a set and it's not it, it, everything looks like it has a purpose but it's not known mm-hmm. so it's, it feels futuristic in that sense yeah too. i think my my second favorite engineering one would be the uh the kelvin verse actually engineering set because i like that 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 looks like the i know that i know you don't but i, I kind of like that it looks like the bowels like an actual bowels i'm losing ship. you oh goodbye <laughs> <laughs> i li- i like that design because it was like it was it felt to me like an actual bowels of what a ship would be like a submarine or something like that i know it's i know it's country that i've literally walked through <laughs> i know it's it's a con it's a controversial choice but for me yeah. i personally like it no that's yeah, cool so yeah no and i get that i i think it it, it is cool for a ship just not that for <laughs> fair, me fair um but yeah no so that was that was uh that was yeah. cool to see that rutherford do that and he just couldn't open the door because it was too hot for him which is, yes. which is a good little bit so he takes his boots off he's gonna use them as gloves <laughs> yeah. and he's like the end the end the guy's like it shouldn't be this hard it's like shut up Benson. <laughs> yep that was really wonderful um and then yeah. of course the, the ship blows up um <laughs> which is very cool like far away shot it's very cinematic the way they yep. did it um then uh boimler we'll just jump to him real quick because the mariner kind of brings us back to the main story uh boimler yep. is in a borg encounter where he uh actually does pretty well initially like he's like oh i can handle this borg encounter he like modulates his phaser he gets out of there i'll finally see some borg babies and and just gets out of there but gets finished and it's only 79 percent is his score it's passing <laughs> yeah but it's not great and so he was like i'm gonna do it again um, and he keeps uh, going back each time, like doing slightly better. Like I love it when he like saves the Borg babies, and then he has like a Borg tied up behind him that he's dragging along. Yeah. And it goes from eighty three percent to eighty four percent. Yeah, yeah, one percent difference. And we it's like hit me. Yeah, and we start to see that he's uh, getting to be a bit of a perfectionist, which I like. I really like this evolution for him because it's still. 
Um, we'll get into more of what happens later, but he it's showing that he has become actually competent. At, like he's the literal only one of this crew that is actually doing mm-hmm. a good score. And it just it's highlighting his growing sense of competence and, and ability as a commander that we're seeing throughout the season. So I like that. But it's also showing a flaw in that's something that we kind of see from his characters. He's he's a perfectionist and, and he can't yeah. uh, sort of get over that, um, which uh, ultimately ends up helping save the day. But I do think it's like an interesting flaw to dive into him. So I love this because yeah. it, it managed to move his character forward and yet also highlight something that is uh, something he needs to work on i think if these were like real drills and this was a real workplace or something somebody would take it's like hey you did this was great but the fact that you went back and did it five times or however many you know uh that shows that this is something else that you need to work exactly on. exactly like that would be the actual criticism like oh this is what yeah. you need to to work like you're competent you just need to know that not everything's gonna be perfect and there's a really good line from the captain later which i want to highlight when we get yeah, to it exactly this kind of relates to yeah, this. But I, I, I did really love this because it was funny and it, and it pushed yeah. Boyle and this character forward. And speaking of pushing characters yeah. forward, because I, I, I like this as well, is Meredith's kind of full of herself uh, and thinks yes. like, oh, I can do this. Surprise. It'll be fine. Um, and so she gets a mere universe encounter. Uh, which is great. I love. I love that when she like gets off the ship, she uh, she sees like the the um, the bird uh, counselor guy who just like squawks at her. Big limo. Yeah, big yeah. limo. Um, and then she runs into Shaq, who just like who dares? And then she just punches him. Uh, he's like, oh, okay, fine. I was just asking. <laughs> um, and then also she tries to deviate from the course, but it causes her to lose points, which is an interesting sort of like she's not allowed any creativity, which is interesting. We'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. You're not exactly rewarding creativity here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she also runs into Boimler, who figures out, like, she's using the wrong hand. Our Mariner is left-handed, and he, like, screeches at her, like, invasion of the body snatchers. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, which is a cool... It was so weird. Yeah, it was so weird, but I, it was a fun little reference. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and so she fails the encounter. Mm-hmm. Then she gets a Wild West Town encounter where uh, she, again, loses points because she tries to go off, but then she... Uh, cr- Spectre of the gun, yep. visually. Like, it's got the red sky background and, like, the two-dimensional buildings. Yeah, well, uh, also, and Star... I mean, that's the specific one, but uh, uh, also... Right. Like Starfleet has always had, or Star Trek has always had like westerns. Like there's been next generation yes. ones, like a fistful Enterprise of Data's, uh, Carbon. Yep. Well, Carbon, sorry, not Carbon Creek. Uh, there was a season three episode of Enterprise that was a Wild West Town one. Um, right. And one of those characters is actually in one of the books. Oh, the, like or the Descendant is. It's like yeah, it's like it, I think one written by Dane Ward. I'm not oh, sure, I didn't but know that. so he has he's got like a Southern drawl when he talks. It's huh. just it's really funny. It's like so he had, this person had gone to Starfleet and learned to you know like basically got away from the 1800s technology oh, and stuff so. that's kind of cool yeah i didn't know that um but yeah that's cool uh so so yeah wild west is like part of star like as mariner says a starfleet yeah. classic uh yeah. and so um but then ultimately she, she fails because the horses hate her <laughs> horses <laughs> love she's me she's trampled which obviously there is a safety procedure uh, protocols are on mm-hmm. because that would uh, would have killed yep. you and then she gets a third one which is <laughs> naked time <laughs> Oh, oh boy. boy, uh, which is fair. Now I know why it's called the Naked Time, which is the uh, the the it's from the episodes of the Naked Time and the Naked Now is the disease that sort of strips people of inhibitions, um, and uh, it definitely strips people's inhibitions because she goes into the bar and there everyone's just <laughs> everywhere, like oh. not li- like literally everywhere. Uh, Boimler spreads his legs. <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote down the pairings. And I'm like, I don't need to read. That. Yeah, it, it's fine. fine. <laughs> I, I think the only pairing that was like, like uh, there's like Ransom and one of the the random yes. guys always like sucking up to Ransom. Steve Stevens. Yeah, he's just like, I don't yeah. know where you end and I begin or whatever. And if you notice, instead of a, he's riding him like a horse, but instead of whipping him, he's whipping him with a horgon. Oh God, I didn't catch that. That's great. I didn't either until I accidentally froze it on that. So I'm like, oh, that's uh-huh, got accidentally. Hand. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, well, I paused it when I went to, to answer your message. After fair, yes. fair. Um, but then we also but get yeah. Shax oh, and was... Shax and um, Doctor Tiana um, having sex too, yeah. and just like it's naked time. And uh, and Jennifer and, ba- and Ensign Barnes were making. I know too. it was nice, nice little uh, yeah. presumably bisexual representation there, but whatever. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. That was nice. Um, cool for that. Uh, yeah. And then oh, so so yeah, Mariner's just like kill me, kill me now, and she just like she ejects herself into space. <laughs> Yeah, why is this? What is? Why is this still running yeah. after they had actually been gone into, into yeah, out of the uh, airlock? And everything. Yep, yeah, that was great. Put me back in the old west town. Um, and so uh, we that flash over to the uh, upper deckers because Mariner's just frustrated that she's constantly failing. 
uh, Pleasure yes. of the Upper Deckers, they are uh, they are apparently having it wonderful. Like there's like, oh, I just had to stand in a in a transporter room and uh, wait for someone to maybe be transported all day. <laughs> That's a, a nice O'Brien reference. Yep. Um, and so uh, so there's that, which is all very sweet. And then they also reference the fact, and also, well, sorry, my favorite thing was Doctor Anna uh, curled up at the foot of Shax's bed like a cat, but also like referencing yes. their relationship, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and then they get put into an encounter where they uh klingon encounter where they have to apparently there's a klingons attacking the ship but all they have to do is stack boxes again referencing the episode <laughs> ethics um yes. and it's like if and it's like they're all pentagonal boxes and it's just like if they want us to stack them why are they shaped like this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there is a way to actually put those together oh yeah though. but it's like, like weirdly yeah. difficult and annoying it is yeah <laughs> yeah and it's funny because like before this episode aired there was that th- we saw that scene of where like the boxes were falling and i and it the video that they had ended where it was like almost going to land on shacks. And so I froze it. And like, you know, it's, it's every security chief's, uh, mortal enemy, a barrel, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, just like... it's true though. Again, bungee. Why, why no bungee cord Starfleet? Just give us a damn bungee cord. But yeah, so this is a fun little bit. And then there's like a little reference to like, have you seen a Q floating by here? And they, they have eventually <laughs> fail because they, the gem Hadar. Yeah, it's like, was Oh, the gem Hadar. Uh, and they fail because they can't not get their heads wrapped up in uh, something something big going on. Um, but then after this, we get the um, the crew gets to have a uh, sort of test on the actual bridge of the Cerritos, where the crews come together. Uh, and so Mariner gets to be captain, and uh, <laughs> Captain Freeman gets we to be Yeoman Ransom. Exactly, <laughs> so I like love that. Yep, go get us some fresh coffee. Yep. Uh, and so their mission is to get uh, to steal the Cerritos out of the dry dock, our space dock, and go and bring Spock, uh, rescue Spock of the Genesis planet. So rescuing Star <laughs> yeah. Trek uh, Three: The Wrath, of, or Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Excuse me. Um, but obviously, Freeman and uh, Mariner end up fighting uh, and and just insulting each other. And uh, Mariner eventually tries to send Freeman to the brig and causes the ship to crash before they even leave the dry dock. <laughs> It was like the lowest score ever. In fact, it didn't even get a score. It was and just incomplete, incomplete. Yep. <laughs> which is great. Um, but then it brings us to the yeah. next scene where the crew is in the bar and Mariner and Freeman are commiserating over the fact that they they kept failing. And then they look around and they see the, all the crew is sort of like smiling and, and coming together. And they start to like realize like, oh, all of this must have been a test. This must have been just like a, a thing to sort of say it's not the upper deckers versus the lower deckers. It's all about bringing us together. Um, and, and, Freeman, Cap- and that's a completely reasonable assumption especially based on all the other star trek that we've ever exactly seen. well i mean star trek has a history of like weirdly mind <laughs> missions like mm-hmm. the kobayashi maru is a mind <laughs> the 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 short trek with captain pike is a bit of a mind <laughs> the wesley one in tng yeah. where like he has to watch his friends supposedly die uh is, yeah. is kind of a mind <laughs> for his his starfleet entrance exam um they're not mm-hmm. even starfleet in that one that and that's kind of messed up that's true. uh there's even another uh, the troy Riker one is also kind of messed up because troy has to go and send uh jordy to die the command test oh right yeah so like really yep. basically every single form of test that starfleet does is is at the very least a mind and at worst like ethically dubious <laughs> very yeah. traumatizing almost all of them <laughs> anyways so very. so uh so yeah so we get uh we get that and so freeman's like oh we're gonna go you know thank that damn pandronian and say thank you for this and they go and meet her and they say oh yeah this is- hey sherry bing bang i like the she kept calling her it's a different name every time exactly yep um and it turns out though that actually the pandronian her whole goal was not to uh not to bring the crew together but intentionally trying to fail them to prove that her drills are actually worth t- the time because they've been so all the other starfleet crews are so competent that everyone just beats them so she's been intentionally screwing them up in order to to get them to I fail. love her laugh too she's like ah, ha, ha. and then it comes evil. where it would be a commercial and then it comes back and <laughs> mariner's like why are you laughing what's with the laughing yep that's great yep i love that it'll call out like the Wah! dun 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 yeah dun 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 yeah. yeah that whole bit um the like the 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 like i i always make fun of the star trek like cut to commercial where it's like slow panning with a dramatic look and epic music as well and then fade out and then it just cuts right back in and they're like just two seconds later right <laughs> um yeah. and uh so anyways uh turns out she's she's doing evil but then mariner realizes that boimler 
is still in the uh, in his test trying to be perfect, <laughs> and he's got it. And he was at that. Yeah, point. Yeah, he had finally got to one hundred percent. He like he had taught the uh, board queen ethics. He had like rescued all the babies. He had, beat her at chess. Yeah, beat her in chess, <laughs> and like rescued all the board babies. Had like blown up the entire ship, and people. The, the, um, but Meredith realizes because Boimler's still in the test, they can still perform more tests in order to get going. So they tell Boimler to keep going, even though he just got into one hundred percent. And this leads Boimler to get. Uh, but my test exactly. He gets <laughs> caught by the Borg because of because of this because he has to keep it going, yeah. uh, and he gets captured by the Borg Queen, who is actually voiced by Alex Krieg, who played mm-hmm. the Borg Queen in First Contact and then just Endgame. Uh, or was the did you? I think uh, it was just Endgame. I think it was just because the, there yeah. was someone else who played the Borg Queen in the other episodes of Voyager. Um, but yeah, in those two episodes uh, or those two bits of Star Trek, which was really nice to have her back. She was doing great, and she yeah. did the whole thing where she like blows on his like his neck <laughs> yes. and is like. Like you bear, you you almost pass for human. It's like, yeah. like I am human. Ew. Yeah, your skin. What have you done with your skin? Yeah. Uh, it's like it looks like we'll have to assimilate you. It's like oh, I don't know. I have all these things. Just, maybe I'll be the yeah. net negative to the Borg. Yeah. Um, like she's, it's like it's kind of our thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so while Boimler is sadly dealing with that, uh, the yes. the uh, Mariner and Freeman bring everyone back up to the bridge, and they sort of try to screw with the Pandronian, endangering the ship ship over and over and over again, and they. They, they they scientific method exactly her, which is the the episode from voyager where janeway had been being basically there are these invisible aliens that were doing just random tests on the crew and she had like needles into her head so she had just had a massive headache all the time and so she's just going to drive them into the sun and the, it's like well hey we're gonna die and if you don't leave then you can die too and it, very much like that to me i mean it's a way it's a way to do it you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just endangering. And as... she, and she had never been in space. She'd written all these drills, but she has never actually been out. Yep. There. And as the Pandorian said, she's like, "You're risking your crew just to just to do like screw with me." He's like, "Yeah, they're used to it. It's fine." I love the bit with like when they're going through the uh, the crystallinity, they warp away, yeah. and the people in the bar just like look and they're just like. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> though I, I uh, in my full review on my on my YouTube channel about this episode, I did make a joke here. It's like, well, technically, because they go and look, and there's all these different crystalline entities. Like, oh, this must be right. crystalline entity day that they go up. And I'm like, technically, this breaks canon because the whole point with the crystalline entity was there was only one, and how beautiful and wonderful and unique a snowflake it was, quite literally. <laughs> A unique snowflake, because that was that was that was the whole point of that one episode of TNG where they actually killed the uh, the the crystalline entity, right? It's like if there's only one in the universe, sort of thing. But now they found. More, I know, I know. I I'm, so. I'm, I'm, possible. I'm, I was, I yes. was literally just joking. It was one yes. of those like, how no, dare no, I, they? I, but I ruined. Canon. I thought the same thing too. I'm just like, well, there's a. Not only is there another one, there's a lot of them apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's clear. It's just like it's one of those like you yada yada. It was like, oh, there's just there just happens to be more of them. Yeah. Um, that it's been there's been enough time. You can hand wave it yeah. away. It's been enough. I mean, there's there's clearly. A time difference between that episode and this and you can just be like yeah but who cares even if even and i love it doesn't matter shari flying back and forth like she because she's the three different pieces of her and you just you see her head go by and and what is it uh mariners it's like you know uh it's like this this looks pretty bad and and freeman's like it's not good (laughs) yeah Yeah, all that was wonderful. Uh, and uh, they also get fall into a black hole that has, like, time distortions or whatever, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. um, and eventually right. they, they get... Very, very motion picture streaks coming mm-hmm. off of them. And, uh, and eventually they uh, get her to say, like, okay, I'll let you pass. And then they get out of the black yeah. hole. And apparently it was just a normal black hole, not a not a terrifying right. one. <laughs> she goes, we lied, but you'd know that if you'd actually been out exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so they, they uh, save the ship and save the crew and don't get the Cerritos crew just sort of uh, sent off into different places and Mariner and yep. Freeman sort of have a nice coming together moment and they realize they're, they've bonded which is a nice like the, actually the they theme bonded over ruining a bad person's it, career exactly <laughs> I mean what other better way to do it um, exactly. and so that was really nice and then it brings us yeah. to an interesting question here uh-huh. where Boimler they go down to get Boimler out of the thing and he has actually been assimilated in the holodeck which is kind of f***ed up if you think about yeah. it, it's like uh, apparently you can get assimilated by the Borg even if they're holographic Borg because he's clearly traumatized by this. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, and at the very, very end, we have like that last scene. It's like, oh, clearly the Borg didn't take his appetite. They took, all they took everything was. that I was. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a great line, but it just sort of leaves it. I mean, yeah. theoretically, I mean, if the safeties are off or even if, I mean, even questionably, but even if the safeties are on, you could, I think that it could even well, She messed with the programs. Yeah. She goosed them to be like, you, you can't win. So who knows what she yeah, did. I just I find it fascinating that that would even be allowed that you could like 
Because like, because it leaves me. I mean, obviously they can just turn the hologram off. But if the the hologram holodeck malfunctions as it's wont to do, could you have Borg that were created by holographic Borg get onto the ship? Oh, that would be really. Yeah, cool. it would be like a whole subset of hollow Borg. It, it, it raises so Holodorf. many interesting questions that I'm just yeah. sort of curious about. Um, but I mean, in, in in not in a bad way, in a more like I could totally see that being a thing. But it's weird to think about. Um, but yeah, um, also some other interesting question too, like with ethics and the holodeck, uh, too, is like Mariner is mm-hmm. clearly traumatized by the name. Like she has a flashback of Shaq saying it's naked oh, time, yeah. which is like questions of like, it's b- naked time. yeah, it's like questions of boundaries with the crew. Cause now she's seen all the crew naked, which is like, is that, well, that was just it. It's like, why would the holograms use the actual crews? That feels a little Breach. I mean, invasive. Uh, yes, but it's also something that even, even Star Trek has broached before with like Barkley and his sort of yeah. like Troy fantasy hologram. Like you could yeah. probably, f- well, that crisis point. Yeah. That they- Boimler is the one who read everybody's personal logs and created holograms yeah. of them. So it's, it's again, not a Lower Decks exclusive problem. It's it's more just yes. like an interesting, like, hmm, ethically dubious yeah. problem. But again, Starfleet and ethics don't always match as well as we would think <laughs> in an interesting way. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so that I thought that that was sort of an interesting, like, huh, is it is it bad that Mariner's clearly traumatized by that, too? Um, but uh, I guess if you're a commander, you got to deal with possible sex orgies breaking out yeah i mean <laughs> no i would hope that would be the worst thing that you'd have Hopefully. to deal with that would be great Hopefully. i liked um speaking of uh, boimler before when they're coming they're walking down the hallway and you know mariner expresses concern that he's like stuck in this this program and she's like he'll be fine he's one of our best and mariner's like he is and i thought that was a really interesting like the crew is start, the, the the upper decks is starting to see him in a much more you know positive light and they know who he is and they think he's one of their best people mm-hmm. so that's and i don't think she would just randomly say that yeah. no i think so too i mean we're getting hints of that with ransom uh in the past few mm-hmm. episodes uh sort of liking boimler and and again i think it's subtly i mean this whole i mean i we i hinted at like boimler's character arc through this episode like showing he's becoming a better commander but still has issues he needs to work to be to be fully ready to be captain which i think is great for his character and mariner too i think uh, unlike last episode where i think her, I wish the episode had called her out just a little bit more at the end of that episode. Yeah. This one, I think, mm-hmm. works still well for her because she's kind of full of herself and kind of doesn't realize that she, like... Like, yes, there was a bit of manipulation on, on um, the Pandronian's part, but she is still kind of, like, full of herself and not really taking the lessons. Like, she's not the the shit all the time. Yeah. And I yeah. like that sort of calling her out and seeing her, her blind spots. And, yes, yeah, she's getting pushed forward in terms of her... What, what I like is that they're highlighting that she – they're kind of reversed – actually thinking about it, They've kind of reversed Boimler and Mariner here where Boimler is now like the one who is competent and, and knows the ropes of being a better commander, whereas Mariner is the one's failing. But Mariner is the one that's learning to be better with the crew, like learning to bond with crew members before because she has sort of had this whole thing where like she doesn't like to get close with people and she's getting close with her mother. She's getting close with Tendi. She's getting close with yep. Boimler. So she's learning how to be a better team member. But she's not learning. To, she's not growing as a leader. Whereas Boimler in season one had to learn to be a better team member, but now he is learning to be a better leader. So they kind of flip flopped him, and I think in a really good and interesting way. And I like. I like that. Um, that continues for both of their characters here. That Boimler's clearly growing on that end, and while he and Mariner, while deteriorating as a leader, is improving <laughs> as a team member, which I think is kind of interesting. And it's interesting to when they're together. There's you can feel the I'm trying to I don't know how to phrase this exactly. You can feel the separateness, that's not what I mean, but uh Boimler definitely feels as if he's growing apart from mm-hmm. her, but not like in a in a really like I don't want to ever talk to you again, but there is a they're becoming there's a difference in their their whole uh, dynamic. Their career and their dynamic. Yeah, there's just something interesting that they're both growing but they're starting to grow in different directions slightly. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they can't be friends and they can't, you know, but it's just, yeah, it, before it felt they were like very much, you know, he was obviously he, he was a stickler and by the rules and she was the, you know, the maverick, but they were kind of on the same footing. Well, they, they, the they, they complemented the each other's flaws really well. But now that they both yeah. grown or not grown in different respects, I think that yeah. they don't 
complement each other's flaws, bolster up each other's flaws, and and help with each other's benefit, like good sides anymore. They don't match together as anymore, which is which right. is fine. That 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 happens with people, you know. But that's a really interesting dynamic yeah. to explore instead of it just being two dimensional, like hey, we're best friends or they're in love. You know, there's nothing. Uh, binary about this i guess yeah no it, it feels despite all the comedy and heightened action it feels realistic yeah, yeah i like definitely. i definitely like that so that that's that's a great little piece so ultimately good job lower you're decks. doing a good job with <laughs> character arcs um yes but yeah i think ultimately just to sort of wrap up my thoughts on this episode uh mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it like i said i this is i think probably one of my favorite episodes of this season if not my favorite episode this season so far where i think they just they used easter eggs to good effect the character arcs are really really Mm -hmm. good there's some really great stuff for star trek fans and yet it also has like a really good message in there as well and and tells like like a really good clear story with a clear point uh to it so i think overall this is uh one of the strongest episodes of the show and definitely one of the strongest episodes of the season so i agree i this is one of the (laughs) the few episodes not that i don't go back and watch them for fun but when we're doing our reviews and stuff there's you watch them for certain specific reasons Mm -hmm. and then but this I've put on like three or four times since I watched it the first time just for fun. Yeah, no, me too. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just like, okay, I love this. And I can't wait for other people to see it so I can actually talk about it, yeah. You know, talk yeah, about no, it, this, yeah. This, so that's why this is this, fun. This is definitely an episode that's like I will be watching this just for the fun for years to come. Like this is the one yeah. that I'll like turn on to be like, yeah, this is a great Lower Decks. The funny thing is like in Voyager – the the scientific method is one of the ones that I will just pop on <laughs> for fun. You know, maybe it's cathartic or something watching Janeway trying to like, I'm like, going to murder y'all. Classic, <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, classic Janeway. <laughs> yeah. Suicide. <laughs> this run has some of those win. elements too. It's just sort of like, you know, like she said, ruining a, a, a jerk's career. Yeah. So, but there's something, yeah, I, I think this is one of those, those great. You can just pop it in and watch it in any time episodes. Yep, I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, this is this is a really strong episode for me. So yeah, I think that's I think that's where we'll basically leave it here. Unless you have any more final thoughts, yeah. I I really love the episode. No, I'm good. All right. Well, uh, I guess we yeah. should hawk our wares. Where can people what, find? What is your uh, what was your score? 100? percent Did you get 39? percent Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you could just <laughs> the podcast look. simulation. They're all recorded and publicly available. Right. Oh, actually, before we do, I do have a real quick. There's a couple of more things that were on oh, boards yeah, yeah, that please, we didn't please, look. Please. Yeah. Uh, we had Bingston Jr. was doing Escape the Void. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rutherford had The Good of the Many, which is what he was doing, I think, with the, the ship. Uh, Manhaver was Triple Trebles. Uh, Volus, uh, I don't know who that is, uh, Time Loop. Uh, Mariner had Naked Time. And there is a couple other ones. That's the one that I would like to here. do. I would love to do a Time Loop simulator. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Barnes was doing Whale Rescue. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously Star Trek Four. Uh, Tendi Medical Ethics this is uh, Arjun uh, Triple Infestation. Oh, uh, D A H A E. I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, Extreme Engineering and Merp, which is we finally have a name for that guy who has kind of like the gills. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. His name is Merp or her name. Uh, their uh, name could be their it, name. Their name. Come on, thank you. Putting on their. But they were also making out with, like, three different people in the naked time. So it's just like, who knows? Uh, teleportation death tag. Oh, my. I want I'm... to know what teleportation death tag that is. That sounds fun. Or yeah. awful. But sound... either way, it's interesting. Hey, if it's not real, it'd be fun. To yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. So I'll leave it at that. But that was I thought that was yeah. great. Was like, we, know, we now have a name, from... which is funny because we have um, Murph in uh, uh, Star Trek... Um, prodigy mm. the oh yeah, yeah. the root gelatinous creature blob, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so and now we have merp in the show awesome. cool yeah so it's time okay. for us to hawk our wares so i guess i will go first uh you can find me at jesse gender over on the youtubes uh there i do video essays every other week about lgbtq uh and social issues through nerddoms and geekdoms or sometimes i just rant about whatever's uh on my brain and try and do funny weird stuff as well i also have a secondary channel called jesse gender after dark where i do reviews and reactions and news stuff uh there naked time exactly <laughs> you can find all that there i also have uh social medias on the twitter 
Twitters, uh, where you can follow me there. I also have another podcast that I do called What the Frell, which is a Farscape rewatch podcast that I do with the wonderful Woo! Council of Geeks, who is another wonderful LGBTQ YouTuber. And so we go through every episode of Farscape. And I also have a Patreon that you can help support me do all this way too many things that I do and give yourself cool <laughs> perks like your name and videos. And we're actually going to be doing... Um, I don't know when this video will go live uh, in, in accordance with it, but we'll be doing a watch-along with The Matrix with my patrons Ooh. this week, which should be a lot of fun. And so that happens every single month. So if you miss The Matrix one, we'll be doing more going forward. Nice. So that is uh, that is all the stuff that I'm doing. Anyway. I'm a patron, so I might jump into right. that. You, please, you better. You better. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Geek Filter on Instagram and Twitter. I'm mostly on Twitter these days, uh, and I share my kind of like fan art and and stuff that I've been doing. Very good. You're, by the way, I didn't I didn't respond because I was busy. But your Star Trek Enterprise fan art was really really beautiful. For oh, the thank you. The other day, it was one of those. I had the ship. I did not draw that ship in like one hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looked the, great. It looked great nonetheless. Yeah. So I kind of took it and remixed it and did a whole different thing with it. Um, but yeah, no, I love doing that. And if you want, I, I never talk. About, I mean, we talk about it, but I don't ever uh, pitch it. Uh, I'm the co-author of Star Trek, the official guide to the animated series. So if you want to go to your local bookstore, hopefully if they have it, I would prefer that you would... I actually did. For... I did see it in my Barnes & Noble the other day. Oh, you did? Okay. Noble. Yeah, I was there. They had a copy, yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, but you can find it at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, those sort of things too. But if you can if you can give money to a, a smaller bookstore, they need it, I'm sure, during mm. like this time. Um, but yeah. And it's, so... a good, and it's a good book too. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, and the uh, little bits and pieces about BEM, you'll find more information in there about that. So uh, pick that up. And uh, the other thing we have is we're sponsored by Fansets, which uh-huh. is the uh, pin like nerd pin company. <laughs> uh, and coming out on October first, there's a whole set new set of pins for Star Trek. We have and where did my list go? There we go. Uh, there's the Zindi Commander. Oh oh really? Uh, Dolo. Oh. Or do, do, oh. D-O-L-I-M. I'm trying to remember who that is. I might get that right okay. now. Okay. Is it is it already up? Uh, well, it'll be October first, so in a couple days, from when this comes out, or from when we're talking. Oh. Sorry, you you said Zindi, and I'm like, yes, I will no, buy. that's right. <laughs> uh, Doctor Jillian Taylor from Star Trek Four. We have Admiral Kirk in his monster maroon uniform. We have the women of Trek, Belana Torres. I like that one. I like. I she was a great engineer. Mm. Um, oh, and that's 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 the list. And then that's there it. she that, is. Yes, that, I have the, there's one more thing at the end. It's just like the person who signed the, the thing. I'm like, oh, that's that's a name. That's not a pin. Um, so yeah, actually, that. So I'm. I think I'm going to pick up uh, Belana Torres. Honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. But yeah. So they awesome. are. And I didn't just mention that just to mention it. We also have a discount code. You can get 10 percent off if you use the word drawn, all one word, caps, uh, in the coupon code when you check out. Do it. Do it now. That's what Jesse's doing right now. She is. I'm. I'm legitimately on the page. I, I'm actually buying that, and uh, I'm buying a lower decks Delta because I actually need one for my my. I have my lower decks uniform, but the the Delta actually oh. fell off. Um, because I was at a con this weekend, so I actually oh, no. need to buy a new one. So I'm actually buying the Delta on there. I think that happened last time you were ordering the. Oh no, that was. I think it was uh, Brandy. She was. She's like, excuse me, I'm gonna go order this uh, this uh, pin from Voyager. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I need it because it just fell off and i'm also getting an archer pin now because i'm saying oh god Uh-oh. there's too many pins there's well, too many pins. yeah we, we better <laughs> better log off before jesse buys everything yes but that's yes. it that's it everybody thank you so much for joining us um and next week we'll be reviewing the next we have like two more Dex, episodes which... i know it's disappointing but i will say without spoiling anything next week for me is a personal favorite so i'm very excited about yep. it yes i i we, we will have that conversation next week <laughs> We yeah. Will, yeah, we'll have that conversation next, but I, I, I'm excited to talk about it. But anyways. Me too. Uh, love you all, and I hope you all live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Don't you give me that sarcastic Vulcan salute! 